No, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but first impressions, particularly when it comes to choosing who you do business with, can be the difference between a sale and sweet nothing. So bring out your best assets. Present them to the world. No, not those assets. Jeez, you guys, it's 2020. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. It's tempting in times like this to become obsessed with the hard graft of doing business, like obsessing over cash flow, stock levels, wages, rent, which of course are critical to keeping your business afloat. But when times are tight, there's one element that none of us can afford to drop, and that's our assets, says Colin Pierce, sales trainer, speaker, storyteller, and author of many books, including the customer service book, five-star service on a one-star budget. Now, wouldn't we all like to achieve that? But our assets, what's Colin talking about? Well, it isn't machinery, property, or factory plant and equipment. Colin Pierce, in his own inimitable way, explains his thinking to Heather Dawson. People are preoccupied with stock, with their bank accounts, what's in reserve, what's coming down the pipeline by way of customer retinue. The thing we all need to concentrate on still is our assets being ourselves. The chapter in the book, Five Star Service on a One Star Budget, is called You Are Your Assets. Would you like to know what your assets are, Heather? I would love to know that, Colin. Yes. Well, A stands for appearance. Now, we talk about store blindness, and at a time like this, it's easy to be discouraged about what your store looks like. And your store could be your car whether it's got a nice shiny polish on it or whether it's the look of your satchel as you call on people or the look of your front window on the store or the floors being shiny and everybody dressed neatly and clean with neat hair. Those things are still assessed by people. You know, Grandma said you should never judge a book by its cover. Do you know why she said that? No, I'll tell you, because everybody does judge the book by the cover. Otherwise, she wouldn't have come up with the saying. (laughs) We look at you and we say, I want to do business with that person because everything about their appearance says I'm here to help. Now, you could be born ugly as all get out like me, but you can still tuck your shirt in, still brush what's left of your hair and still have a nice smile. Your appearance is important. So there you go. The first of your assets is your appearance. Okay, well, that's A for appearance, Mm -hmm. Colin. And I feel we have an acronym coming along here for the word assets. So what's the next letter? S. S. S stands for smile. Oh, not smile training. Oh, this is a load of rubbish. We want something new. Oh, yeah. Well, if you go around smiling, I'll be able to get on to something new. But most people in shops and stores and out in the rep trade look like they've just lost their dog. You've got to be sharp and shiny and look like you mean business. Look like you're going to the grand final and you're sure your team's going to win. A smile is such a short, tiny little thing to do, but you can flash your teeth and wink a bit and say, G'day, hello, hi, how are you going? said, oh, it's hot out there, mm, cold today. No, have be a misery guts. Smile, look happy. So the next S is... Sound happy to help. When the telephone rings, say to yourself, oh, 
equally not <laughs> because if the telephone rings at your desk or in your pocket, it's an indication that you're still necessary. If the phone stops ringing, you're done, mate. So when the phone rings, think to yourself, goody, goody, goody. This could mean money. This could mean I'm employed. This could mean I could pay my wages. This means I could pay my mortgage. This means I can send my kid to the next violin lesson. Sound happy to help. And that will change the way you sound with your voice. Instead of saying, hello. A number of tradespeople I call and hear the answer, hello. And you think, oh, sorry, did I just get you away from your dog's funeral? (laughs) It's hopeless. It's got to be. G'day, it's Colin Pierce. Hello there, it's Colin Pierce. You can say hello, it's Heather if you like, Heather. Hello, but it's Heather. Yes. And when that you, friend you love? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, yeah, see, I hear the little grin in your voice when you say it. Uh-huh. And somebody says, oh, I answer the phone all day, I'm on the reception, I say, morning, Smith and Partners, can you hold? Morning, Smith and Partners, can you hold? Well, you don't sound like you're willing to help at all. At least say, good morning, Smith and Partners, this is Heather. Can you help me by holding a moment, please? That's a very different response from, oh, please hold, isn't it? <laughs> well, that leads to the next one, Colin, which I believe is enthusiasm. Well, I love enthusiastic people, don't you? Mm-hmm. You love to see them. A bit too much of them can be over the top. And you can only tolerate a few minutes of me. That's why you make these recordings so short. <laughs> I, I was doing a storytelling session for teachers and about morning tea time. I heard one of the old battle axes say, oh, I'm going back to the office to take a pill. Mr Enthusiasm's giving me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but you'd rather me be enthusiastic than like a grave robber's dog, wouldn't you? You've got to love what you do and do what you love and let it show. I love being here. I tell the story, I make it up, about Luciano Pavarotti, who was a bit of a grump, and he would go to the butcher and people would expect him to go to the butcher and say, Good morning, Mr. Butcher. How are you today? Hey, hey. I want a pound of sausages and a little <laughs> piece of steak. A little piece of steak. He would go to the butcher, apparently, from what I've heard, and say, Hello, butcher. I'm not so happy, you know. I fly to Australia and eat big fat bottom, two business class a seat. It costs a lot of money. I go to Uluru and I sing, it's cold out there and I have a cold. I come home, the wife, she don't let me have the mistress. So she say, you get out. I married the mistress. Guess what? She turned into the wife. <laughs> and so he's miserable. It would be strange if, however, he went on stage and said, hello, audience. I know so happy. Fly to Uluru, you know, did the whole routine again and says, tell you what. Orchestra, you play, you hear something, you like, you sing along. Me, I go at the back, have a fag and a coffee. <laughs> Not and what you you'd expect. S- you can see that written over so many people in business. Well, I hate going to work. Yeah, big deal. Poor thing. It's an act. Selling and performing in business is an act. Be your miserable self somewhere where nobody can see you, but put on a wonderful, enthusiastic performance. That's where the money is, isn't it? Next one. T, assets. Appearance, smile, sound happy to help, enthusiasm. T, thank you. Just have a thankful attitude. People say an attitude of gratitude is a winner, but it is. Nobody wants to hear you whinging, whining or complaining. If I hear the word unprecedented, again, I will scream at somebody, but I've current world health crisis is unprecedented. We're in unprecedented times. Oh, yeah, we know. 
Don't keep on going on about it. Be thankful you're still here. Be thankful that you're not one of the poor people that are suffering from. Be thankful that you live in a country, oh, in Australia and New Zealand, where we have such wise leadership, where it's all working out for us to the best in spite of the difficulties. Be grateful. Have an attitude of thanks. When somebody thanks you for the change or thanks you for the product they bought from you, you say, no, thank you. It's amazing. Remember that old McDonald's ad? where the little young lady brings an old soldier after Anzac Day, brings him his ice cream cone. And he says, thank you, dear. And she looks at him and her eyes fill with tears and you say, oh, this is wonderful. She says, no, thank you. And you say, I'm going to McDonald's and buy all their ice creams. But the point is she just reciprocated the thanks. Okay. Time for the last one, Heather. Yes, servant heart. What's that about, Colin? Oh, dear, well, there's a long story and we can't go into it now, but it's essentially that I'll abbreviate it. An old servant of an old desert king was sent across the desert to find a wife, a princess for the man's son, and he didn't know what to do. And so he says a prayer to the god of the desert, the god of his king. When I get to the oasis and ask the girls for a drink, the one you want me to marry should be the one who says, would you like me to water the camels as well? So he gets the oasis and sure enough, one does. And so he goes back to her encampment and asks for her hand in marriage, gives her gold rings and earrings and comes home. And that's a nice story. But why did he say that? Well, because to water the camels, there were 10 camels and each camel holds 40 litres of water. So she would have had to make 80 trips. What did I say? Five, it doesn't matter. An awful lot of trips down the well. And he knew if somebody volunteered to be that kind of servant to a total stranger, she would never be a tyrant queen. She would always have a servant heart and embed that in her family. And I say to people, so what if you were the woman at the well? Would you have said, what's the matter? Your hand's painted on. Or would you have said to the stranger, yeah, taps over there, mate, help yourself. Or would you have gone to the trouble of 80 trips down the well to bring back the water? Big question. But that's where the servant heart comes from. That was servant heart expert, storyteller, clearly, and sales trainer, Colin Pierce. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel.